I'm Maggie Butler. And I'm Brent Hallinger. And we're business strategists from Local Union Consulting and Coaching. Welcome to the Business Wind Down, where happy hour meets entrepreneurial conversations. Cheers! Welcome back to this week's Business Wind Down. We are talking about time management, the topic everyone asks for. But more specifically today, we're talking about how to get more done and when to delegate certain activities in your company. So, Brent, you ready? Of course. Let's maximize this time. Let's get right to it. So Maggie, what is one trick you have for time management? So I actually have two tricks that I will share with our listeners. The first is I love optimizing my calendar and tools. So Brent knows this, but we use Trello to organize basically all of our projects. But there are some incredible tools out there for entrepreneurs from Monday.com to HoneyBook that help people organize their projects, their tasks, and all the operational things of their business. So I live and die by my calendar and by Trello. Now, Do you want to give an example of how we use Trello? Sure. So one example is we've created basically a CRM project management list on Trello. So CRM is customer relationship management. And what we do in this Trello board is we essentially identify all of the people who are in our ecosystem. So from cold leads, so that's people that we think might be interested in our services, but haven't really expressed a formal interest, to warm leads, to hot leads, and to people who are actually signed and contracted. Yeah, and the other thing it lets us keep track of is being able to know where they are in the process. And if we need to build them, it sends us that reminder. And it allows you to create deadlines, to send alerts to yourself, and to, you know, organize people through the flow. So tools and calendar, number one. If you aren't doing that, do that. My second thing, Brent, I would like to just mention to our listeners today. I like to operate by my non-negotiables. So oftentimes I hear entrepreneurs who are starting a business and they're working crazy hours. They aren't setting boundaries. I set boundaries for myself. So I say, what are the things in my life and business that I can't live without? And I schedule that first. For you and me, Brent, we want a really flexible life. So we don't want to work more than, you know, 40 hours a week. So I literally block off my calendar for the times I want to be off. Maybe that's 6 p.m. Maybe I'm taking a half day on Friday. Whatever that is, I need to make sure that my boundary for myself is set. Or if there are things I really enjoy, like I'm about to run to a women's networking group right after we record this podcast, and that's one event I never miss every single month. So that goes first on my calendar and nothing else can replace that. So I always start with what's most important to me and then organize my life from there. That's great. You're dictating your schedule and being proactive versus just responding constantly then to customer and client needs. Yep. And what about you, Brent? What's a, um, you know, aha moment in terms of you for time management? So the biggest one for myself is I'm an individual who likes to do things by myself. I like to research. I like to implement. And with payroll that was one i was researching for three or four hours and i was going to be the one collecting taxes allocating the taxes paying people and then 
I spoke with one of our SBA contacts and she asked me, you know, how long have you spent on this? And I told her, she said, think about how many clients you could have gotten in that same amount of time. And I think that was really the aha moment. Whereas our billable rate is more than a service, which can do that on our behalf. So the aha was when I realized I was wasting my time. I could be generating more revenue. Instead, I was focusing on just activities that's not value added. Right. And time is money, right? But money is also time. And something I want to talk about today is shifting to the mindset of spending our time intentionally. And I think what you and I realized there, Brent, after our conversation with our business, you know, consultant and coach was you only have so much time in a day and you should maximize your time generating revenue where you can. Now, in this instance, that makes sense, right? If we can go and find one client that's going to not only pay for our payroll services, that's going to pay hundreds of dollars more. That will lead to referrals down the line, right? That's a revenue generating activity versus us researching about payroll. Now, to be fair, we do a lot of stuff ourselves too. Both Brent and I, we have like finance backgrounds. We love working in in Excel. So we do create a lot of our own systems, um, but that's something we love to do. So Brent does all of our, you know, monthly finances and I don't know if he's super passionate about it, but he understands that it helps us learn our business better if we're doing our finances. So there are some things that are really critical that you know how to do yourself and are worth the time. Right. Like I do QuickBooks, which is essentially our bookkeeping tool, but it helps me know all the revenue that's coming into the business and all the expenses. And because of that financial mindset, I like to know what our business is from a financial standpoint at any given moment. Right. But where we can, there are people we should be hiring out or delegating within our business to make sure we can spend as much time possible generating revenue because that is what time management is about. Just be intentional about where you spend your time. Okay, so Brett and I rounded up five business experts that we believe almost every single small business should hire out. Of course, there is a caveat. If you love doing this, if you find that understanding this will help you grow your business, great, keep it. We also are going to talk about the one expert you probably shouldn't hire, and it's a little controversial. So wait till the end and we'll get there. All right, Brent, you just said it. Um, Do you want to talk about who you recommend hiring out for your business? Number one. I'd say number one would be a CPA or a tax accountant. A lot of people don't have accounting backgrounds, and it's a really sticky, tricky area. Accountants do this year in, year out. They have a good understanding of write-offs for your business and can almost make it worth your investment by just what they know alone. There's write-offs like our home office, right? You can deduct $5 a square foot for a quarter of the square footage in your house. That's something that we wouldn't know without researching a lot. Tax accountants will know that right away. Right. They they end up saving you money and also liability because they will be able to say, oh, you need to start, you know, remitting your sales tax every quarter or filing these reports. Hit the deadlines when they need to hit the deadlines. Yeah. Yep. And, and there's a lot when you run a business. And unless you have a full team, it can get a little overwhelming. So I love tax accountants and CPAs because they are are by the books people and they'll make sure you get stuff done. So I totally agree with that, Brent. Um, should we move to number two? Of course. Do you okay. want to take it? Yeah. So number two, you're talk- we're talking to you right now, but I highly recommend 
hiring out a business strategist or management experts for your business. Now, what do I mean by this? Oftentimes, entrepreneurs, you have the passion, you have the talent, you just might not have formal business training. There are people who have formal business training who can help you and your business go from a passion and a talent to a scalable, sustainable income producing entity. And those people are going to be your business strategists, your business consultants, and your business coaches. So I truly believe, I mean, this is what we do for a living. And there is nothing more rewarding for us in terms of careers when we meet with people who have incredible businesses, but they need help in terms of creating process efficiencies. Like Brent and I just worked with somebody. We helped her save half. She she was spending hours on creating documents for her clients, and we helped her automate that process, and she's saving half the amount of time she did before. If not more. If not more. So that, right, think about that. If you could get half of your time back on one particular thing you're doing because you hired a business consultant, that's going to lead to revenue-generating activities. Again, your time is so valuable. Um, So these people highly, highly recommend because at the end of the day, You can be stuck in operations, but you need that long-term insight for your company, where to invest money, where to invest your time, and how to do it most sustainably and profitably. Profitably. You got it. Okay, thanks. All right, number three, Brent, go. Sure. HR consultants or payroll. Everything around your employees or contractors is, is a really tricky situation, and there are experts who can do this themselves. But for the most part, it's just easier to have that person you can talk to, make sure you're doing it correctly, make sure you're remitting the sales tax to the appropriate parties, the payroll taxes to the appropriate parties. This is one that we just hired out, and it's been a lifesaver for us. It went from being hours of research to clicking an approval of five minutes and peace of mind knowing all the taxes and W-2s and stuff are going to go to the right place. Right. And if you're at that point in your business where you are thinking about hiring someone, Each state and area is so different that having somebody who knows the legalities is critical. So we, for example, in the state of Florida, there's very strict rules around workers' comp. There's strict rules around who can be a contractor versus a full-time employee. And each employee, you need to have an employee handbook. And that takes, some, some of those are like 60, 70 pages. Like think how much time that spends for you to create that when there are experts to help you create that. And you could spend those, you know, 40 hours producing that handbook somewhere else to create more revenue for your company. I think it is a great thing. We did also hear from our business coach consultant that HR consultants, feel free, go local, find somebody you love for payroll. Her recommendation was to go for some of the bigger businesses like an ADP, like a Gusto, just because some smaller payroll companies may have more liabilities and there have been some... They're not as standardized and process-oriented as a larger one who's been doing this for large corporations. Right, and you don't want to get payroll wrong because there's nothing worse than unhappy employees. Okay, so number four. I'll go ahead and take this because it's something near and dear to my heart. Number four, the person or task you need to hire out for your company graphic design and branding. Now, hear me out. Because we actually didn't do this for our business. I created our own logo. But again, that's something I really love doing. And we don't have a logo forward brand like a lot of companies do. Graphic design and branding 
makes your company. I was having a conversation with our friend Kaylin. She is a graphic designer and she has this great argument. Your logo and your brand, your colors, your fonts, that goes everywhere in your business from your emails to your website, to your social media, to your storefronts. It is the one thing that every single customer sees over and over and over again. And often we think, oh, it's not worth investing in because it feels expensive. But this is your, like, this is your stamp. This is the brand you build. And ensuring that you are building a brand that fits your long-term vision and your company that you can grow into will give you not only, you know, a great reputation in the community, but it will allow you to represent who you are and your brand in a way that when people see it, they feel your essence. They feel your company, right? You see a little Apple icon on a phone, on a computer, on an ad, you feel a certain way about Apple, right? Their products make you feel beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, simple, you know, technology forward. And you want people to feel that about your brand. What do you think about that, Brent? Do you agree with this? I think in the local community, it can be more impactful than even on the larger scale because you can get to know the people behind that business as well. And and there's ones in our local town, we'll pass Corvers, and they have a cute little logo with a fish, and they're a fish company, and they have like a smiling fish on it. And it's just like a happy, friendly logo, and I associate positivity with them. Yeah, and when you see that, you think like, we're going to get high-quality seafood. I mean, this is just fresh catch from the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, it's it's really incredible. I associate them with fresh fish. Yeah. doubt. And a good graphic designer, you know, interview people. They should be able to take your vision of your company, understand your customer avatar, right, your clientele that you want to target, and create something that fits your long term. All right, number five. Images and photography are just as important as your graphic design. If you're going to lead with who you are aesthetically, you also need to have good photos and portraying your brand in the appropriate light, for lack of a better word. So hire a photographer for your business. You guessed it. Thanks, Maggie. <laughs> I think this one's pretty straightforward. Most of us are not experts. iPhones do a pretty good job, but they still don't give you all of the considerations you need when taking an appropriate headshot or taking a product photos. Photographers will know how to use the light, how to position the products, how to bring in other elements to make it tie into your greater brand as well. Right. And so there's product photography, there's headshots, and there's also personal imagery that there's some great brand photographers who their job is to make you look good behind the camera with your environment, products, etc. So highly recommend. Okay. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh-oh. This is where we're going to get in trouble. Will you marry me? Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Already been done. Um what is the <laughs> one role that you should not hire for? Okay. controversy. Before I get my hand smacked, it all comes down to what your strategy for your business is. But the one role I don't usually recommend you hire out is, dun, 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 social media content manager. Okay. Now, before everyone starts sending me harassment emails, what I mean by this is, what is your business strategy? We're business strategists, so we always lead with what is your long-term goal? The long-term goal for you, is it to build a social media following where you're interacting with 
your customers, you are giving them insight into your company, right? You want to organically really grow your following and engagement. If that's your strategy for your social media, I don't believe hiring somebody external is the way to go because we're big brand people. We're big customer experience people. There is no way an external person will be able to talk about your brand, will be able to give the personality of your brand if they aren't your full-time or, you know, only employee who's doing this because, right, a social media content manager probably has 10 other accounts they're working on, if not more. And so their tone is going to take on their own personality and own company versus yours. Now, with that being said, I do think hiring social media strategists are very smart because they can help you learn techniques to increase followers and engagement. And if you have a business where social media is simply an interface of information, for example, there's a lot of restaurants who just do Facebook pages that have their hours and their website and their menu, right? They're not using it necessarily to engage with customers on a regular basis. Sure, that's fine. Hire somebody to manage that. That's external because you're not interacting. But guys, if we hired somebody else to do this podcast with you right now, like if we had a a random person that we hired once a month to sit down at a podcast and talk to you guys, it wouldn't be us, right? They wouldn't be able to get our energy and our feel and the sense of local union. So why would you do that for your social media? People can tell if it's if it's not you behind the camera. And it doesn't have to be you if you're the owner, right? But like somebody in your company that knows your values, your mission, etc. So Think long and hard about your goals for social media because everyone wants to have 10,000 followers, but what's much more important is you have engaged followers. I've said this before. We only have like 550 followers on Instagram, but we've made this year alone like thousands of dollars off, off of our Instagram followers because they've become clients that stick with us for months because we're building personal relationships on Instagram. Authentic authentic relationships on Instagram. All right, that's that's my plug. So hopefully you we made everybody think a little bit of ways to delegate uh, outsource items on their own business that are wasting time and become more efficient. Recap. One, be intentional with your time. Two, time is money. Money is time. And three, hire out things that are not giving you the payback that you need. Yeah, generate. That are wasting time. Spend time generating income where you can. And then everything else, make sure you're as efficient as possible. With that, give us a follow on Instagram if you aren't at Local Union LLC or visit our website, local-union.com. We're always here for you. Shoot us a note. We're Maggie and Brent with Local Union Consulting and Coaching. Have a great day.